Hey everyone, this is Beta Chieftain. If this is your first time listening to us, we just wanted to say thank you. We know the audio quality in these early episodes left a lot to be desired. We've learned a lot about recording and audio since then, and we promise it gets better as you go along. We promise to keep improving and to keep bringing you the best possible podcast we can each week. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. It's October 3rd, 2015. This is episode number one. So welcome, guys. I'm Beta Chieftain. I'm going to be your fire team leader this week. And this week, we almost have a full fire team. There's five of us. I'm with Drop Slash, Gabble Ratchet, Scooby Deezy, and X-Ray. Um, so this being our first episode, we want to do some introductions and kind of just let you listeners get to know us. So X-Ray, why don't you kick that off? All right. Um, I'm uh, X-Ray441. That is my gamer tag on Xbox One, which I uh, play on mainly. Um, I'm also on PS4, but uh, haven't really worked on on those characters too much. Um, I, uh, I'm a member of the Dads of Destiny Uprising clan. Uh, have been with them since... Early this year um, was a good move for me. I found a lot of a lot of guys in my same situation as far as as being in a, a pretty active family life and, and a lot of kids running around, so they take up a lot of my time. And <laughs> there you go. There's, there's kids. There's kids right there. That's that's a that's a perfect uh, cue right there. Um, but uh, but it works out really well for me. Um, I uh, I've got I've got four kids um, right now and one on the way so I'm gonna my fire team's almost full um, I, I think that's <laughs> I think that's it though for me um, but uh, but yeah being a dad's my my number one job and, and it's it's great I love it um, so that's uh, that's it for me oh I'm I'm from uh, I live in the Midwest so I'm in Missouri um, and uh, have known uh, Beta Chieftain and Gabble Ratchet since I've been in the clan and, uh, Drop Slash and Scooby, I'm just now kind of getting to know, uh, for the first time. So. Awesome. Thanks X-Ray. And, and what, uh, what class do you run? What's your favorite oh, oh, build? Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, I started out as a hunter, um, and, uh, have kind of stuck with that one. I, I enjoy it a lot, but I do have, um, all three classes, uh, leveled up and have played with each one of them quite a bit. Um, I can, I can honestly say that the, the Hunter is a pretty hard class to play, um, to, for me at least. Uh, I, I feel like when I go back and, and do run, you know, I mainly run like Iron Banner and things like that on my, on my uh, Titan and Warlock, and, and they're, they're uh, you know, they definitely seem a little, little OP compared to my, my weak Hunter, but, uh, but I, do like, I do like the speed and, and agility and just, the, just everything about being a Hunter. So that's, that's me. I'm a, I'm a Hunter at heart. Awesome. Uh, drop Slash, why don't you go? Uh, yeah, uh, Drop Slash, and that is also my gamer tag on Xbox One, which is also my chosen platform. Uh, I run also run Hunter Main. I have all three classes leveled up, but Hunter was my first and my real my real love, and I'm absolutely in love with Night Stalker right now. It's I'm the uh, <laughs> I'm the clan leader of a small clan called War Nine. I've always played support for my clan, and Night Stalker just lets me do that so much better. It also helps because most of I, there's only two other people in my clan, and they're both Titan mains. So I'm sort of like the uh, running in the background, reviving people, and supporting them. <laughs> uh, I live out in San Francisco, out on the West Coast, uh, which is a fun time. Uh, 
I'm a professional photographer, and I've worked in the video game industry for a very long time for uh, different studios along the way. I worked for Microsoft for a while and Harmonix for a while. And I currently am helping out on uh, Destiny Timeline with Scooby. So that's a, a project that we took on and are having an awesome time with. Uh, and because it's in the notes here, uh, my favorite piece of lore uh, personally is Hive lore. Uh, I have a soft spot for Toland. He's one of my favorite characters. Uh, but when it comes to listening to other people talk about lore, I love everybody who explores the Vault of Glass and the Vex lore. Those, those guys are my heroes. <laughs> awesome and yeah i guess we should call that out really quick um this is a lore podcast i was gonna go into that a little bit more in a bit but the the whole idea of ghost stories is we wanted to have a dedicated um weekly source for low for lore discussion and news and just you know awesomeness because we felt that that's something the community could really use and so X-Ray, really quick, going back to you, what's your uh, favorite piece of lore? And then we'll jump over to Scooby. Um, so so me and Gal Ratchet have went uh, back and forth a little bit on, <laughs> there's a laugh, I knew it was coming. Um, I really like the uh, the Dredgen Yore and uh, the Thorn and Last Word lore. Um, and it's and it's not, it's, I mean, it, it, it just interests me. Um, it just kind of the whole kind of, of good, bad, dark light, um, it, really kind of, of, of cryptic stuff, just of a, of an individual person or people, um, and not, not an entire group. Um, and then to be honest, my, my favorite source of lore so far has been, has been beta and gabble, just the conversations that, <laughs> that I get to, that I get to, that I get to witness. I mean, I'm I, amongst this group, I am definitely the, the, the new guy. I'm the kindergarten of lore. So I'm learning a lot from these guys and um, and and I ask a lot of dumb questions that sometimes spark a little bit of a hey maybe he's he's might have said something halfway smart but uh, but for the most part they teach me a lot and just just again lo- looking and reading their conversations and and getting introduced to some of the stuff on Reddit and the timeline that uh, that Scooby and uh, and Drop Slash have done man that was that was great I love that and and that was part of the reason uh, you know when we talked um, me and me and Beta and Gavel thinking those guys would be great to try to get in on this. Um, and that's hopefully uh, what, what they think as well. So I'm, I'm glad they're here and, and have given me a lot of information. So anyway, I'll, I'll shut up now. I can go on for hours. All right. <laughs> All right, Scooby. Yeah, so uh, I'm Scooby Deezy, which is also my Xbox One gamer tag. And that is an old, terrible high school nickname that has just followed me around. And I guess by decision because I made that my gamer tag, but that's another story. Uh, and I am a hunter main, um, started with hunter and, you know, during house of wolves, I kind of neglected my, my first love. And I, I I try to try it out the, uh, the other two classes to see if I, I would like them better. I've got all three maxed, but I went back to hunter, man. I, I, I did, I came back home. It's, uh, it's it's a good one. So, um, but yeah, I'm glad to be here. Uh, as you guys have mentioned, uh, Drop Slash and I've been working on Destiny Timeline, and we we did that really um, just because I I really wanted to see something like that that was interactive that could really help new players summarize all the big pieces and and get a, a picture of what's going on in Destiny because there's so much 
that's out there. And, and sometimes it can be hard to, to really get a handle on the, the bigger picture. So, um, and then I am in Texas. So way, way down there, not from originally, but, but I, I, I am a Texan now. So cool. And, uh, yeah, if I, if we're going to go and go with a favorite piece of lore too, I'm going to have to say right now, Book of Sorrows, I'm just eating that up uh, like crazy. Just there's so much there. But honestly, man, it's flavor of the week. It, whatever's new, whatever's a new discovery, that's my favorite piece of lore. I just love learning the the different things that are being peeled away for us in layers by by the writers at Bungie. They've just been doing an excellent job. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Scooby. So, Gabble. All right, I am Gabble Ratchet, 98. I'm also a Texan, actually. I'm from down in Houston. There you um, go. Yeah, I'm a warlock at heart who occasionally dabbles in other classes. Night Stalker is pretty fun, but warlock is definitely where it's at. Uh, my favorite lore is going to have to be Vex lore. Uh, just ever since Vanilla came out, they were always my favorite. The Vault of Glass has been my playground for <laughs> almost a year now. So... Uh, I don't know. I, nothing. I, I gotta say that the, the hype stuff has really intrigued me a lot more uh, more recently. Uh, yes, thank you, you uh, listeners and and all. If you hear the baby, that's mine. <laughs> when she makes noise when I'm not talking, I'll edit it out so you shouldn't have to hear her too much. <laughs> but no, uh, since since Taken King came out, uh, the hive lore has definitely stepped it up, and I've been enjoying that a lot. But uh, Vex is still gonna be number one for me. Awesome. All right, and then I'm a beta chieftain, also on the Xbox One. That's my gamer tag. And let's see, I play a Titan. I've I started as a Titan. I have Warlock. I have Hunter, but they tend to suffer because I just I love playing. I really like playing Defender, although now a Sunbreaker. That's obviously my new love. But um, I'm an EXO EXO Titan, and you could probably tell from my class but my favorite lore is exo stuff really i mean really it's anything with robots so vex exo rasputin future war cult anything that's robotic i i enjoy but um but generally yeah exos deep stone crypt and uh yeah all that stuff just love it um and i'm from utah so mountain west provo area so the uh, I've always liked the city and the tower in the game because the mountains remind me of home. So it's uh, <laughs> it feels good sitting on the balcony looking over the city. But um, all right. So moving on, I, I kind of brought up before that this is a lore podcast, and I don't know if you guys have any other um, input on that. But I mean, really, that's what we wanted to do was just talk about lore and a lot, a lot. Well, of as we've discovered recently with the huge info. Uh, dump we kind of got with the Taken King. There's a lot to talk about now. Yeah, and we're uh, we'll, we're definitely going to have to edit this podcast down so that you listeners aren't burdened too much because we could just in our our chats during work days and things we go on for hours. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Trying to uh, keep it into a short. And succinct podcast will be a challenge, but hopefully we can uh, accomplish that. And I guess um, talking about lore, probably everybody here has some favorite sources. So for all you listening, you know, Destiny 
it's definitely a game that requires you to do a little digging, to uh, be resourceful, and to rely on the community. And so for lore, that there's no exception. Um, so you've got the grimoire, which the game gives you. I've also I've found that the uh, the Destiny lore subreddit is really awesome. I really just discovered that probably two weeks ago, but I love that thing. Um, lots of discussion on there. Um, the rest of you guys, what are some of your favorite kind of sources for uh, lore having in the built community? Timeline, uh, the Destiny timeline, along with Scoob. I'd say the Ishtar Collective. Those the work that they do over there is uh, invaluable. The way they have everything sorted and searchable, it's it's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we we turn to that constantly when we're trying to cross reference data and figure out when things happen. It's uh, it's really and then awesome. The, uh, yeah the the lore the lore subreddit, uh, I I wasn't a huge part of it. I read a lot of lore on the regular Destiny the game. Uh, subreddit and then somebody pointed me towards destiny lore and it's just i'm like this is this is exactly what i wanted like it's like a forum just for like extrapolating weird ideas and really digging into sort of like the meat of the information that's been presented and that's also been invaluable to sort of because when you're digging deep into information like this there's always somebody who has like knowledge of something else or or a different experience with the exact same piece of information and the the varying ideas and viewpoints has been hugely helpful. Yeah, it's a great place to go and just like dump a crazy idea and see what the community thinks of it and and just see what comes back. And it's, it's really been invaluable for figuring things out. It's something, something for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the perfect audience for this podcast because I, I like to have things explained to me and, and listen. So I, I tend to, to migrate towards YouTube and, I, I like uh, I like some of the videos um, that Sir Wallen does, um, as well as like uh, oh I think it's uh, uh, what is it uh, Biff Bife 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 um, Bife yeah and uh, and those those uh, a lot of times they'll read through the lore and then try to break it down afterwards and, and so that's that's helpful and um, what's neat though is you know you see so many you know conflicting um, interpretations of of the lore. And so uh, that's something else, you know, uh, that, that I think that we should kind of point out is, you know, a lot of the stuff we'll, we'll try to try to keep it separate and say, look, this is this is fact. The lore says this and, and there's really no arguing with it. But there's going to be a lot of stuff that we might interpret a little different than others. I mean, this is kind of like the Destiny Bible. And everyone knows that, you know, the, the Bible is, is amazing. You know, the greatest book that was ever written, um, you know, it it's been interpreted so many different ways um, and people kind of kind of view it and use it for their, from their personal experiences and things that they think, you know? Um, so, so hearing what everyone says and what, what they do is, is pretty awesome. Um, and that's what we're doing here. So keep that in mind as you disagree <laughs> with some of our stuff. <laughs> well, and I love too how that's even reflected in the game with all the different factions and, you know, the trinary star cult and all the different, you know, different little things, uh, in the game that believe different things about the traveler, you know, all these different, um, philosophies and interpretations. It's also reflected back inside destiny itself, which I think is a, is a neat little nod that helps us kind of immerse ourselves in the lore because we get to pick a side, you know, like we, we get to pick future work cult cause we think they're right, you know? 
or, or Dead Orbit or whatever it is. It, it kind of helps the, the immersion of Destiny be even that much stronger. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, the, the in-game characters are just as in the dark on some of the stuff as we are. And so the cool thing about this game is that, yeah, we get to kind of be right there as guardians, as listeners, discussing these things just with the in-character people or the in-game people exactly who are, trying to, who are trying to figure this stuff out <laughs> and that and that's why you know i i'm i like future war cult and it's has nothing to do with their weapons or their armor or whatever it's more just lore wise i tend to skew their direction and then i'm sure you guys you know everyone skews a different direction on the lore it likes different stuff yeah one thing i mean it, it's when I started out playing, you know, I really had no idea how large of, of, a, of a span this kind of covered. And, and the timeline um, that you guys did really helped me understand how broad it is. And then again, the Book of Sorrows made it even even a, a bigger scope. I mean, this is, this is, you know, happening over, you know, millennia, it sounds like. Um, so, you, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to kind of get that just from playing the game unless you dig into the lore and try to figure out some of that stuff. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing how huge they've kind of made one of the other great. Yeah. One of the other great things that uh, was pointed out over on the destiny subreddit is that up until right now in the game, uh, people came before us, uh, Kaber and his team went into the vault of glass and the first Crota fire team went down to face Crota but we're the, we're the first to face down Oryx. Like the lore now is being created in real time by us, and that's an exciting thing to be a part of. Yeah, we're finally the vanguard, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. So uh, at this point, I'm gonna, for time's sake, <laughs> like we mentioned earlier, I'm gonna move us along. And so with each episode, we're gonna try and focus on specific lore topics, specific people. Both this being the premiere episode, the first thing, we kind of just wanted to do a summary. For those of you who may have picked up The Taken King and jumped into that, and maybe you didn't play the year one content, or even those who played year one content and still don't know what the heck's happening, we we wanted to do just kind of a summary discussion today of what we know. And we're going to have to restrict ourselves to try and not go too in-depth on anything. And if, if you're looking for stuff in-depth, it will come in future episodes um, we're just going to try and avoid it today for sake of not going down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but to start out with, um, you know, just the question I think on everyone's mind is, you know, what is destiny? What is this game about? Why don't you guys respond to that? Uh, I think it's right in the title. Uh, it's sort of about destiny uh, and the different ways that can be interpreted uh, at the moment. I think we're, we're just now stumbling upon our destiny, but now we have this entire entire past of other people's destinies that we're walking through, and that sort of started, I think, really with the... I mean, I would say it started with the arrival of the Traveler, and that kicks everything off that we currently know, but after reading the Books of Sorrow, we know that a lot has been going on prior to that. <laughs> so let's... Uh, Maybe we should catch ourselves up quickly just by going through the games in the in the real world and what we know so far. Yeah, and the and the traveler, you know, we we know that it's it's some type of spaceship. We know that because we can see it from the city. 
But, you know, even now we're not totally sure what it even was. If it was some, you know, artificial intelligence, if there was an alien species in there, if it like we really don't know up to this point what the Traveler was other than that it showed up and it started making all of our lives better. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the short story there is that, you know, this this thing, this traveler, uh, appears in our solar system, and then all of a sudden, you know, like, our solar system starts getting crazy terraformed and bioformed, and suddenly we can go to Venus and Mercury and Mars, and they're all inhabitable planets, and technology explodes, and we enter... Humanity goes from sort of, I guess, where we are now... Uh, to sending folks out to to meet the traveler, which is the, the infamous Ares One mission, uh, and that kicks off this golden age, this amazing age of prosperity for humanity. And there's all these crazy science and philosophy and every, all all the technology that we're experiencing in game now. This all sort of came from this massive, uh, incredible golden age. It's, next renaissance of humanity kicked off by the traveler yeah and it really brought us together if you uh that eris one mission it was this kind of joint mission between russia china and the u.s and it's actually cool if you walk around the tower you'll notice all the signs you know that point to north tower and all the different areas they'll be in chinese and russian and you know english then kind of still carrying that forward even to now and so uh yeah so i mean we had this golden age prosperity um we during this time humanity kind of went through a bunch of different really they were military projects which is an interesting thing that we don't really know a lot about right now why there was such this you know a huge military presence during the golden age but we we ended up creating something called the war mines which are basically these hyper intelligent you know artificial intelligences that kind controlled of sp- nuclear warheads that can, yeah that controlled <laughs> nuclear warheads and basically Ginormous we- doomsday tons weapon. of weapons of mass destruction well i i think that's very human nature like this giant thing appears in the sky and starts gifting us with all these crazy technologies it's very human nature to be like we need a way to blow this thing up just in case <laughs> well and that's even reflected in some of the new information we have about the the main war mind in the story rasputin uh, who's kind of a, a character in the, the game now, you know, even in these, this new revelations, he's like, just in case the traveler's bad, here's all these other protocols that we're going to have. So, so I think there definitely is this sense of, we still, you know, there's this golden age, good things are happening, but this still could turn out really badly. So yeah, it's exactly that human nature to, to prepare for the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. And, uh, and we should point out too, like this wasn't just happening on Earth. I mean, like was said earlier, we could go to Venus now. We could go to Mars, and because the tra- the Traveler terraformed these planets, and so we didn't just have this scientific advancement on Earth, but we started going to Venus and discovering the Vex ruins, starting to research research that, setting up entire academies around research um, in Clovis Bray on Mars. We don't know exactly what he was researching yet, um, possibly the exos, but just these huge scientific projects were kind of spanning our entire solar system as we branched out. It's interesting. That split is very interesting with sort of a very hardcore, like, when you when I think of, like, scientists, like, 
like dudes in white lab coats, like doing very intense studies, a lot of those folks ended up on Venus. And then when you think of like people who are making much more sort of like practical city and military technologies, they sort of migrated towards Mars and Clovis Bridge. Yeah, there's very much that sort of distinction and where people decided to go. Yeah. And um, and I guess we should point out that despite all this awesome technology and, you know, beautiful new things, it didn't really last. <laughs> <laughs> it never does. <laughs> <laughs> never does. And I, I'm not aware off the top of my head if we know right now how long the Golden Age lasted. I think... You know, at least a hundred years. I don't know if any of you guys have a better ballpark on that, or if we just don't know at this point. I, I centuries, I think, is the quote from the ghost. At some point in the game, it's kind of the his his general. He throws that out there every time. There's a date span. It's oh, we, this was golden age for centuries. You know, it's like it kind of seems. But I'm, I'm uh, that's the the understanding is is two, three hundred, maybe even a lot longer than that. Cool. Um. But yeah. yeah, I think we have, I think we have it spanning somewhere about three hundred years, sort of like twenty first century to. Okay, and then uh, and yeah, and so, and this this is mentioned in the Book of Sorrows, which we pro- we don't want to go in too much right now, but the traveler has always had this nemesis, um, basically referred to as the darkness, and our solar system is not the first solar system that the Traveler has visited, although it was the last, as far as we know. And basically that's what ended us. Something we call the darkness came and ended everything. Yeah, so we sort of had this current belief that the, the Traveler was on the run from this darkness, and the darkness followed it to our system. Yep. And that was sort of the the lead into what is referred to as the collapse, which is the the end of the the golden age and Rasputin sort of sees this thing converging on the very edges of our solar system. Uh sort of kind of understands what it is. We, there's so many strange goings on here in the lore like with the black garden and what Rasputin believes the darkness to be and all these different theories, but all we know is that uh the war mines tried to fight the darkness. They got overwhelmed, and humanity suffered this immense collapse and was kicked back almost to the Stone Ages here. Yeah. Well, one, thing we, one thing we do know is that Rasputin, in the end, he, he realized he couldn't win, and he chose to basically just give up. He, he chose to um, go into hiding, essentially. And so a lot of people in the current... Um, you know, our timeline as Guardians, a lot of people don't necessarily trust Rasputin or his motives because they know that, you know, he he was there to protect us, but at the same time, he kind of just gave up, gave us up <laughs> to the darkness in the and end. And that's sort of this Yuga sundown. It's also worth mentioning that at this point, with the incoming darkness, uh, thousands and thousands, maybe millions of humans chose to leave Earth. Uh, so these massive ships, and you see them all over the Cosmodrome, these colony ships were all loaded up with people in these uh, stasis pods, and they went flying off into space and trying to escape what they believe is this oncoming disaster. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> for them, that did not end well. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so, yeah, and that's one of the cool things we've discovered so far, that this this whole 
the whole beginning of the collapse is becoming much more, uh, I guess, revealed to us through our interactions now with Rasputin and Yuga Sundown. And, you know, if it was, we're all, we've always been told that the Traveler chose to, like, make its last stand against the darkness on Earth. And what it kind of looks like now is that it was Rasputin held the Traveler here and forced it to fight back. Yeah. Yeah, and and we yeah, should that, point out that that it, it's definitely not confirmed. Um, no, but but evidence it's kind of fifty fifty right now. It it's definitely possible at this point that Rasputin not only gave up, but kind of told the traveler, "No, you're going to stay here and you're going to fight." Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's a pattern that we've seen with the traveler. But you know, we assume we've seen with the traveler before. It you know it, it uh, fleed from the Harmony Planet way back in the beginning with the Hive. And it, um, you know, when the whirlwind happened to the Elixney Planet, which we can get into at some point way down the road. And we should, uh, and we it, should mention it, that. It ran away there, too. The Elixney are fallen, we should mention. Um, humanity called them the fallen. Their real name is the Elixney. But the Traveler, it's, it's, got, a, it's got a bad pattern uh, of, of running <laughs> away when the darkness comes. And so the fact that it stayed... It's it's a big deal. So so yeah. uh, so for me now. All right. So we're we're now we have the the traveler here, and everything's going bad, and we've got people that are are fleeing the planet. Um, so so what's next? What what happens to these uh, these fleeing individuals and, and to uh, and to the uh, the traveler? Well, whatever the traveler did when it when it died, it you know there's the sort of this sense that it triggered this like blast of light that sort of envelops, you know, sort of the, the whole inner planets of the solar system. And it, it imbued humans on earth with light. And then all of these fleeing humans that were at this point, they had reached the asteroid belt, right? They're leaving, they're trying to get away. Uh, the traveler is, it stays on earth. It kind of has this last stand. It, there's this, you know, sense of this something that it does, and these fleeing humans are caught in the wake right between the light and the oncoming darkness. And their fleet is just utterly demolished. It's destroyed. We don't really know what happens. But out of that destruction, they are born into a brand new race called the Awoken. And they, they sort of have this uh, both light and dark kind of feel to them. And um, you know, even the queen says, you know, my, what is it? My mother was the dark her, or something her, like that. Uh, she, her mother was the light and her father was the dark. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this sense that they were born out of the combination of, of both the light and the dark. And they, we have, we don't know much about that story yet. It's also interesting that that makes a very interesting distinction because the solar system as we know it, you know, extends all the way out to Pluto but it's made very clear, like even in the game, even Ghost says, you know, uh, the last place the light touches, meaning that it's really the inner ring of planets that mm -hmm. is the, the safe haven of humanity. We don't own our solar system anymore. Right. That's yeah. very true. I think I think we've all been anxious to get to uh, to get to Jupiter and get to <laughs> Saturn, which we kind of did with Taken King. So then after, all right, so we've got, so we've got uh, kind of where the Awoken came from. Um, and, uh, and now we're, we're where, so let's, let's uh, kind of see if we can keep kind of going through this timeline and get kind of the, the, the basics down of, of kind of the early, 
um, early Destiny game as far as, as what people know. Because as far as, you know, players know, the, the ghost just came, woke you up, and you started fighting, right? So um, we're, we're kind mm-hmm. of are getting to that point. I think we're, we're right there now. So let's go into that a little bit more. Right. So right, right well, after, yeah. I, kind of simultaneously, according to the lore, when the Traveler kind of let out this burst of light and created the Awoken, um, it let out, it sent out these things called ghosts. And the ghosts basically just, they kind of represent the Traveler now. They're its last um, bits of light. And they're these little, those little robotic machines that fly around. And they were tasked with a singular purpose. And that was to find guardians or those who could wield the light as a weapon. And as, we're, as we're learning, it's kind of a, a brilliant tactic. This is mm-hmm. sort of I think I think at least when I first started Destiny, I'm like, oh, that's a very like Deus Ex Machina. Here's this thing that can bring me back to life, and now I just run around and do things. But as you get deeper into lore, you realize the creation of the guardians as a last ditch effort to fight the darkness turns out to be a pretty brilliant move. So and we can we can get into that. we get into a I'm sure we'll have a, a cast about the nature of the guardians yeah. and the light. Yeah. Well, and the the new opening <laughs> sequence for Taken King it, it kind of drives home how important that is because the ghost he goes on he says before this happened there'd never been a ghost before there had never been a guardian never before in this traveler's history of eons in the galaxy has there ever been a race that has wielded its light so directly. You know, we are a very unique force that that has really never been seen before. I think that's a there's a lot of yeah. Even with the penchant for space magic, like I think that's a very important part of this story where we are we are wholly unique uh, when it comes to our ability to wield. And I, and I think that's yeah. partially why you know we want to believe that the traveler um, stayed and fought for us because if this is the first time the travelers ever created ghosts and ever created guardians. You know, there must have been something special about us. At least that's, you know, what we want to believe. And it's what the game kind of leads us to believe. But that is still up in the air. And and what's interesting in Taken King, too, is the ghost mentions that he was searching. searching. And I guess I should point this out. To anyone playing the game, it's kind of weird in that there's a lot of guardians. You know, you go to the tower, and there's <laughs> guardians all over the place. And they all but when, dance a lot. And they all dance a ton. <laughs> Even the Grimmer, the Cabal, are amazed at the amount of dancing that occurs. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is in terms of, like, the lore and the game, they're always referring to the guardian, which is, like, you, the person you're playing in this sea of guardians, you're special. You're the one who um, went to the Vault of Glass. You're the one who killed Crota. You're the one who kills Oryx. Um, and so with that in mind, it's interesting because in Taken King, the ghost says that he was looking for you for a long time. And it's centuries. Centuries. Yeah. There's yeah. that word again. Centuries, yeah. Your ghost was around for centuries looking for you. And so it, asks, it begs the question, you know, were the ghosts tasked with finding specific people? Or, you know, or did the ghost just not find anyone else with enough light? And I... It doesn't quite answer it, but it is kind of an interesting thought that these ghosts, it wasn't just a last-ditch effort, but they might have even been kind of assigned to resurrect specific people to accomplish the tasks the Traveler no longer could. Well, whether it's canon or not, uh, given that today is October 3rd, uh, today's daily heroic mission, which is Cade's stash, there's an Easter egg hidden in the very end. 
Uh, you can scan one of the pods inside the colony ship, and your ghost will tell you a story about how he how he tried to revive the person inside because his light was unbelievably strong. But that chose that person chose to stay sleeping instead. Huh. Now, that, now that's interesting. Which I think is I a even know little subtle thing. nod. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. So that's sort of it's sort of interesting that it seems. Almost like becoming a guardian, there's an aspect of choice that is also involved there. Oh yeah, for the for the guardian themselves, exactly. That's 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 interesting. And and you know, I was thinking about this while you were talking, and uh, you know, it, it makes you wonder too. I mean, to me, when I when I heard that, is the guard is the ghost somewhat kind of of self aware, or does their personality or lack thereof kind of of determine what kind of of guardian? they're looking for, you know, I mean, you, you start to see this with other characters, how their ghosts, um, really kind of, of play to their, whenever they, they have some of the ghosts, uh, uh, discussions, how it kind of plays to that character's, um, overall nature. And, and so, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like picking a wife or, or a husband or, or whatever, you know, you, you're, you're, you're picking someone that's going to, going to kind of key off of, off of uh, the things you you like or do or your personality or someone the opposite you know and and so it makes me wonder if the ghosts have kind of that kind of that that choice um, and maybe that's why it took so long they couldn't quite find that that uh, person they want to be attached to for a uh, for the rest of their their days <laughs> <laughs> well it's interesting because in that opening cutscene now with the little ghost monologue uh, he mentions seeing all the other ghosts find their guardians and he never, and he didn't, and it took him so long. And it really, when I heard that there's this sense that we're as important to the ghost, uh, to imbue them with a sense of purpose as the ghost is to us, Mm -hmm. uh, and allowing us to channel the light that represents the traveler. Yeah. And and that actually comes up in the, uh, x-ray. You'll appreciate this (laughs) in the, I can never get this name right, but the Dregdenjor lore um, in the Thorn Grimmer cards and fragments and the last word fragments, there's a, there's a few spots where, you know, the ghosts are having discussions with their guardians. And in those discussions, the ghost like really <clears throat> is worried about the guardians and the ghost is very concerned with, you know, choosing darkness or choosing light and the ghost sense of purpose, but it's like the ghost really feels this overwhelming responsibility and a mission, you know, not just to find us and then revive us, <laughs> but to find us, revive us, and then help us along our journey, help teach us about the light and kind of this, you know, this much deeper role. It's, it's kind of like, it's a subconscious. A, um, yeah. There's a moral ethos there. So, and, uh, yeah. I'm guessing you're. We we should we should move along. Um, and I, I think today, you know, a good goal for today will be maybe even to get up to midway through the main story. Um, there, there's a lot, <laughs> and and I'm more concerned with good discussion than covering everything. But um, you know, our, so our ghost found us, and the the beginning of the game is very much okay. Our ghost found us now please hurry and get out of the Cosmodrome before you get killed and make your way to the last city, which is part of this traveler lore where the traveler made its last stand against humanity and kind of the city. Now, after the collapse, a city of refugees kind of formed below the traveler. 
and there's now this place called the tower where all the guardians um, collect and do their thing. So I think it is important now we kind of talk about what exactly is the tower, what goes on there, and then one of the main people in the tower, the speaker, and kind of who's that and what's his purpose. Uh, this is an important part of the story, and we're learning we're learning more about it now. I certainly have as I've been digging into the lore. Uh, is that after the collapse, there's this really long dark age where it's sort of like the light of the traveler is gone, Earth is in terrible shape, we've lost the other planets, and sort of what's left of humanity is just sort of like scrounging around in a, this weird post-apocalyptic scenario. Uh, and it really was the Guardians. The first ghosts are released, and the Guardians now, the Guardians aren't tasked with fighting the darkness and you know helping wage this cosmic fight. The Guardians really are these these heralds who are trying to round up the survivors. They're out there hunting for people and then guided by their ghosts to try and find the traveler. It's like, this is our last chance. We need we need some really powerful and skilled people out there to, to collect what's left of humanity and, and start rebuilding. Yeah, and there's a sense that that, that takes a very long time for, for generations to gather beneath the traveler. And, you know, it, there's... Uh, during that time, all the different classes sort of start to coalesce a little bit. You know, the the hunters are sort of the ones who to go out in the wilderness and they they find the the refugees and they bring them to the traveler. And and then as this begins happening, uh, you know, then there's the titans who want to start building a wall around this new city that they've started to to found. And and the warlocks want to learn more about the light and the traveler. You know, so these these different classes start to sort of begin. Uh, coalescing as these guardians are discovering who they are and, and what they are, and the city starts to to form, and it, it takes again. This is a, a quote from in the game centuries. The ghost says to build the last city. It's this this long time that uh, people continue to gather and hunters continue to go out and find refugees, and um, and eventually, you know, there's there's a complicated i don't know how much we want to go into the, the history because there's uh, different factions and wars and all these things within this city that contribute to its growth and into its leadership but it's a it's a long yeah, story that's probably that's probably definitely a a, fu- a future cast yeah i mean we we can say it, it very much becomes a human city very quickly <laughs> and all the sort all the sort of foibles that come along with it yes but yeah and then you know there's this where we as as players and as guardians we sort of like live in the tower which is this gigantic tower sort of in the in the city itself uh and it's where it's sort of like it's like the guardian clubhouse you know where we're not we're not regular humans we're we're these guardians and we're we're overseeing the city and we need we need the vantage point to do it from and there's also sort of you know where we're a little bit closer to the traveler in terms of uh our even our essence. So why not physically be closer to the traveler way up there at the top? And yeah, and we have this and in, in these towers, if you look out over the city, you'll notice there is more than one. You can kind of tell off to the left and off to the right. As you look at the city, there's more than one, though it does seem that right now, well, as far as we know, the only occupied tower right now is our current tower. It's kind of hard to say, but um, the tower, unless you're, Unless you're in the crucible and playing on Bannerfall. Right. And, and that's a perfect example of there, there was a tower that kind of just got abandoned, and that's what the crucible map Bannerfall became. Um, 
but currently we're sitting in our current tower and there's a guy or a robot or we don't know we don't know what it or <laughs> we, what we're it not is, quite sure what he is <laughs> but uh named the speaker and he oversees the tower and an interesting th- lore point um that we can we'll go into you know much later is that the speakers they do turn over they they're not permanent we know that the speaker was training Osiris to supposedly take his place at some point, but they had a falling out. But um, so currently we have our current speaker. We don't know who came before him, nor do we know who will come after him. But um, his job is to speak for the traveler. And unfortunately in the game, <laughs> he, he, he really does anything but speak for the traveler. He tells us he's going to tell us, <laughs> about the traveler and the past and then kind of skips over it. <laughs> but <laughs> and that combined with his mask that he hides behind leads to lots of speculation about his motives. Yes, there's um and you know that's at this point all all opinions are valid because he could be good, he could be bad, we really don't know. I mean what what we know is that he occasionally he sends us on missions and he seems to be happy when we accomplish great feats um <laughs> you know but yeah he kind of is just this presence that sits in the uh the corner of the tower and one of new monarchies one of their big points is they actually want to replace him they are they don't want him in there um which kind of goes to show that the tower Everything's working well right now, but it's definitely there's a lot of kind of ulterior motives and different things going on there. And it currently everything happens to work out well together, but um, there's a lot of friction. Uh, There's a lot of friction. Things could go go wrong at any time, but but I think they're all holding it together. Yeah, and there's there's a history of sort of conflict. You know, different factions are kicked out. Or different, and, and it works. It's a very human sort of political system with the speaker occupying this role, and the vanguard occupying their role, and the concordat occupying their role, and how they all have to sort of work together. It's not one person holding a very specific power over the entire city or tower. There's there's these sort of uh, checks and balances in place, much like our our current government. Also, for I mean, I'm sure Bill Nye, who is the voice of the speaker. Uh, not I'm the sure science guy, the other one. <laughs> yes, uh, it should have. It should have been the science I'm, I'm guy. Wi- <laughs> that w- it would be amazing if the speaker is recast with Bill that Nye, the be, science huh? guy. <laughs> uh, I think we're we're experiencing sort of outside of the what's going on in the game. I think we're experiencing in the real world where you cast somebody as the speaker and then cannot afford to pay them to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Which is <laughs> not the first time that something like that has happened. <laughs> Poses some problems going down the line. Yeah. Um, so we've got, you know, a few minutes left. How about let's try to uh, wrap up kind of anything more we want to say about the tower or just some of the very, you know, kind of first parts of the game. And then I think for this week, we'll wrap it up and we can uh, we can keep discussing in future weeks and to all our listeners we will i'm sure we'll have some special episodes where we might go very long and others will be shorter but we'll try to keep it consistent so is there anything else about the tower that we think is important to to know 
maybe also important to note that uh, even the Guardians don't seem to be 100% in control of the tower. You've got somebody like Xur who just sort of comes and goes as he pleases. Um, so sort of elements from, from farther out to beyond the Guardians' influence, the Vanguard's influence, or even the the Traveler's influence are, are able to get in there and, and get some things done. So, Well, and maybe that's a good point to bring up is the tower is not the only authority in the system. You know, we've got the, the reef where the Awoken are and the, the queen of the reef and that uh, there's a big power there. And then out somewhere, we don't even know beyond the Jovians, the mysterious nine who also have uh, sort of authority in that realm. And, and they send their ambassadors Zer, and they have make deals with the queen. And, you know, there's the sort of trifecta between the nine, the reef and the tower in the system and you know the the nine seem to be ignoring us for the most part except for sending Zer. Yeah, we seem to be the least of that trifecta yeah <laughs> absolutely well we very much get a sense that you know humanity is not quite fully recovered like we have the city and we have the tower and it's all very tenuous there's we're get, we're keeping the whole thing together barely it's like a shoestring budget <laughs> uh and there's always people trying to kill us or attack us, and there's enemy factions all over the place. And it's like, okay, we, we got we put our flag in the ground. We got this thing. Let's just try and run it the best we can with what we got. We are by no means like a huge established <laughs> like power. This isn't like a super base that we have. It is a place that we happen to all be occupying together. And over the course of before we became Guardians, the tower... I mean, not just the fact that we were being attacked from the outside, but even we had problems within. We have characters like Toland, like Osiris, <clears throat> and probably many more who disagreed very much with um, the speaker or with other factions in the tower, and they left. And these weren't, and these were guardians that left. So it wasn't just with the factions. You kind of get the sense that you know these are humans bickering with humans. But we also have guardians who are supposed to, you know, currently, as far as we know, the guardians are supposed to follow the vanguard and follow the speaker and do what they're told. But the tower also has this history of a number of guardians who choose to leave, and it, they kind of cause a lot of damage as they, as they. Yeah, get. And, and that's that's one of the things that is sort of cast some some speculation on the speaker is that these are the guardians who who leave are the ones asking questions. They're the ones who are, like Osiris, he, he was asking questions like, are we implanted with, with this desire to fight by the Traveler? Are we even in control of our own wills? Are we these mindless warriors? And, and that was something that you know, the speaker was deemed uh, divisive. It, you know, it's a good point. Like, if he wants to keep the, the tower together, if he wants to keep the Guardians together, those kinds of questions can cause problems. But at the same time, it's, you know, what's is that pursuit of the truth more important than safety? And and there's this sort of, you know, the guardians who are really searching and asking questions tend to be exiled. Uh, and we, so we also know that uh, no factions in the tower are safe. Really. There used to be a faction called the Concordat uh, that was led by this guy, Lysander, who asked a ton of questions uh, and used very extreme methods. And then sort of the Vanguard and the speaker, and uh, they they got together like we gotta we gotta get rid of this guy, uh, but we can't just leave a vacuum. So what what should we stick in there? And that they invited the future war cult on up, and they became their own faction. Mm-hmm. And, and what's interesting is a lot of these people who leave kind of garner followings. Um, 
and so uh, that's another key point. And currently in the game, you know, we can only choose the factions that are in the tower, and we can we can participate in the trials of Osiris. Um, but Osiris had a huge following when he left. Um, Toland, it's a little less clear if it was just him on his own or if he had a few people go with him. But um, and I guess another interesting point is that it tends to be warlocks. Warlocks. <laughs> warlocks don't get along Wait in the tower very well. What are you trying to say? Or in the real world. <laughs> Man, there's there's so much great flavor text on so many of the items Ouch. between like hunters and warlocks and titans and warlocks, and it's it's all so snarky. It's great. Yeah. And all right, um, I think that's good for this week. There's a lot more. We'll cover a lot more in the future. But hopefully, to those of you who've just started the game or who are hoping to get a little bit better handle on what the world was that you were resurrected into. You, you have a good idea now of what's going on. Um, X-Ray, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Yeah, so uh, you can find us at D Ghost Stories on Twitter. And uh, we also have uh, an email set up. You can send us some, some comments or suggestions. Um, we are destinyghoststories at gmail.com. Um, if you like us, follow us on Twitter. And uh, you can also find us on iTunes. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to us there. And uh, we'll be be doing this hopefully every week for you and and if you if you like it like i said give us some feedback and and let us know what kind of stuff you want to hear um we can try to answer some of the tough questions or the easy ones um i I know i have some remedial questions still that i'm going to be asking these guys so uh so that's it that's us destiny ghost stories so all you listeners thank you subscribe if you like us and we will see you next week thank you so much yeah thanks guys pleasure see ya yep